Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. Happy New Year. Here we are on 1st of January recording a brand new episode. So before we go into any of um, this week's news and also our thoughts on the book of Boba Fett, as well as looking at what's coming up in 2022, I'm just going to do a couple of bits of housekeeping. If you haven't already done so, make sure you subscribe on the audio platforms like Spotify or iTunes, where you can listen to us there, you can listen to us on the road, etc. Or you can find us on YouTube as well i'm a big hello and thank you to all of our supporters on patreon and youtube channel members they all help support the channel they contribute to the weekly q a which takes place every sunday and also if they're a tier um gold and above they also get a little shout out so big hello to sarah thank you very much for all of your support and hello to andrew elliot jacob caleb red marsman erogy andrew cody darren and lauren while over on the youtubes thank you to uh ricky bubba Dave, Diona, Adam, Maham. We've also got Ben, Raphael, my VCS still works, Bina, Joshua, Dawn, Martin, Jeremy, and Sarah. So big thank you for all of your support. And let's jump into it. So we're now um, we're now in 2022, which seems a bit weird. Uh, the Christmas decorations are, are, are um, of how long they stay up <laughs> before I, they get wiped out. <laughs> I never had Christmas decorations, so this is, that was easy for me. Yes, yeah, so we'll probably, probably take him down tomorrow. But yeah, so this past week, um, not a huge amount of news, as you would expect. Um, I was expecting a little bit of a quieter one. Um, literally the first press release of 2022 today um, was from the Cardassians, which was kind of surprising because the new series is coming to Disney Plus later this year and to Hulu. Wasn't expecting that one today. Um, but also they announced um, This Is Us, the sixth season is going to be coming to Disney Plus here in the United Kingdom and on Amazon Prime. They're going to be sharing that one there with new episodes dropping the Thursday after they air in the US. So, um, yeah, so another big surprise. So again, just this kind of constant rollout of new content dropping onto Disney Plus here in the UK every week. But that's pretty much it. Wasn't really huge much more than that. Um, so before we get into what's coming up in 2022, I just wanted to um, go back and take a look um, at some of the highlights of 2021, which you guys have voted for in our third annual Best of 2021 award. So this was all voted by you. We had um, over a thousand votes. And so just going to run through here a few ones quickly. So up first, um, we ended up with the, the best original movie of the year was Luca. Not a huge surprise. I think, you know, um, I mean, an amazing, I love that movie. I thought that was fantastic. Nothing yeah, wrong with a, that one. It was though. a great movie. Um, and admittedly, there was not a whole lot of competition for it either. Yeah, no, there was, yeah, it, was, it wasn't so bad. Um, the best special of the year was the Haunted Mansion uh, Muppet special, which uh, a lot of fun that was. Nothing wrong with that one. Yeah. We also had the best animated series of the year went to What If, which it was, you know, I, I think yeah, generally that, you know, that was in the ring much more than, uh, like was it monsters at ink and and bad batch i would have said bad batch might have a you know mm. might make a good showing at it but what if winning is yeah. not really any surprise uh, plus the quality mm. of the animation in what if was really really good yeah it kind of grew on me it was a bit of a slow burn on that one um yeah. the best original documentary movie was the rescue now the thing is with the documentaries they tend to a lot of the National Geographic ones now tend to go to cinemas for like a, like two weeks or three weeks um, as kind of a basic thing, as an awards kind of thing. But The Rescue, no doubt, a highlight for me of 2021. I think one of the best documentaries easily. Yeah, I 100% agree so far. 
Yeah, the best short um, was Olaf Presents. Um, that one was the one that picked up the most amount of votes, which isn't surprising. It's been trending ever since. I think a lot of people have been checking out that series of shorts. Yeah, it, I, I wasn't super into mm. it, but I, but Olaf is always popular. I, I think, yeah. I think that one might be more of a popularity contest than, than best yeah. overall. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think... I think like Nona was one of my favorite ones, but there was so many mm. of the the Spark shorts and the short circuits and the launch pads and you know there's been a lot of great yeah. stuff, but they don't get the same amount of attention. Yeah, actually, the popularity contest is probably un, uh, selling it wrong. I, I think yeah. people just didn't watch the Spark shorts, so they didn't have the exposure to some of the other ones, nah. which is fine. Uh, Olaf yeah. was still it was still entertaining. Um, our best documentary series of the year went to Beatles Get Back. Um, which yeah I, I wasn't really surprised about that because that was a major major i i kind of wonder if if welcome to earth it had it been released like a month or so earlier might have had a little bit of even a little bit of competition but it doesn't I, make a lot of a lot of thing to me i well welcome to earth or well yeah welcome to earth was probably the most likely one yeah. and i think if they'd spread it out week after week to let kind of mm -hmm. uh grow it word about it kind of to travel that might have done well i will say neither of us were super hyped on on the beetle ones it, it was decent but i was talking to my uh my music loving co-worker he yeah. you know loves grateful dead kind of stuff and he thought this documentary was like one of the greatest things that had been released in the past three years not even just like in the documentary yeah. studio just movies in general he he was totally in it i think he said he'd watched the second episode like three times already so i, th I think it's that thing if, if you love the beatles and you're really into the beatles zone you know you can appreciate it more than maybe you know if you're watching for the first time and you're not really familiar with them going you're just jamming. I mean, I, I I enjoyed aspects of it. I thought it was a little bit fluffy. I preferred the third episode with the actual um, thing out on on the top. But yeah, it was just, it was definitely a solid documentary. See, I don't even think you need to necessarily be like a, a Beatles fan. Mm -hmm. uh, so much as just respect what their yeah. impact on the industry was, and then seeing how the Beatles created for anybody mm -hmm. who's musically inclined, it's obviously going to be a really big deal because you are mm -hmm. seeing basically the masters at work and getting to see what their methodology is yeah and speaking of them they actually had a double one because the mccartney 321 documentary also picked up the award for the star hulu documentary as well um um so if you were if you so if you're just a fan of paul mccartney you can't go wrong with that one um the best star hulu original this was a little bit of a tricky one because generally Vacation Friends won, but it was kind of technical. I would say it was really the only one that could was eligible. I mean, we had Book of Bloods, but that was out last year on Hulu. There was Summer of Soul, but I don't think as many people checked that one out. I think this year will be a little bit better because we got actually got we got a few more movies that will be shared across it. But you know, it's one of those things with the awards of what's eligible is eligible. Um, the best uh, series went to Only Murders in the Building. So again, um, lots of competition in that one, but that one really that one didn't that one. Took, took home easily. There was a very much shifted on that one, which I completely understand. It was an amazing series. No, yeah, no question at all. So this is a little aside, though. Uh, nothing to do with only mm. the middle. You keep putting up the graphics, and um, for whatever reason, instead of Star Hulu, I'm reading it as Rulu. Like <laughs> I, I don't know why, and I don't know why I'm mentioning that, but. It, it, it's weird. It's happened with I think, every uh, single one of the banners so far. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's just how it's uh, coming across on this thing. Um, also got the best new series of the year was The Simpsons. Um, that one picked up. Uh, like, yeah, in general, just <laughs> it was always a bit of a funny one. I think with like, like what series? Because you know, like The Simpsons, new episodes are dropping onto Disney Plus in Australia and Canada every week. Um, and you got things like Grey's Anatomy, and you got like The Walking Dead. You got all these different shows on there. 
but obviously as well, like a lot of people were like sort of asking about like Disney Channel. Like they don't have the same impact. That's like the, the Simpsons is just watched by so many more people. Yeah, I, I don't even know if I would include this because I mean, yes, they're, they're new episodes, and and so technically it's in the category, but it's on what season thirty three? Thirty three, yeah, yeah, something like that. It, it's it's so ingrained. Yeah, uh, I, I'd almost be like. Eh, let let's have the category with everything but the Simpsons or everything but Simpsons and Family Guy. You well, know? And also, I mean, like you got Family Guy, you've got Grey's Anatomy. You know, these are long-standing, established series. I mean, we were watching Grey's Anatomy the other night, and we're going, and, we sort of, and I turned them off. I've been watching this for eighteen years. <laughs> it's just like it's just like I'm going, and they were like, they really need to end it because I am actually getting bored of this. <laughs> <laughs> and they've had spin-offs and yeah. crossovers and yeah yeah they, well i mean it's the same like er yeah. back in the day that went on for so many bit too long, yeah and th there's something about the medical dramas they they, mm. they when you get the, it, the one yeah. really popular one it, it gets legs and it just keeps going yeah that's definitely and finally the last award is the best movie of the year went to shang chi and the legend of the ten rings not a huge surprise um I, I personally thought it was the one of the best movies of the year. Um, we didn't include Internals on that one because or anything after Eternals because it hadn't arrived on Disney Plus yet. Um, but yeah, so it's definitely um I, I thought it was good. I, I, I'm gonna be honest, even now, I, I still think I actually preferred Shang-Chi over Spider-Man, even it's like if I, I to, yeah. I'm like looking, yeah. looking when I was looking when I was thinking back. I was thinking, no, I think I prefer Shang Chi because it was new and fresh. I think because I came in, it was a nice, fresh superhero I knew. I've never read a Shang Chi comic book. I've not really played him in a video game. I kind of was able to just take it in, and um, I loved the style and the art. And whereas Spider Man was great, but it pulled on the nostalgia factor much more than Shang Chi. And I think I enjoyed the, the new aspect of, of Shang Chi. Yeah, I, I would say the same. I, I don't want to take away from No Way Home because it still is a very, very good movie. But there is a lot of emotional nostalgia factor from seeing Toby, seeing Andrew, mm. seeing Alfred Molina and all that stuff. And, and kind of tying up not just this trilogy, but the previous duology and the trilogy before that and mm. bring them all together in a satisfying way. Um, it It is honestly a contender for the 2022 best mm -hmm. if it ever makes it to disney plus i know they, they, at least in well, the states uh there's some right stuff going on right but. so basically what it is is sony signed a deal with disney back in the summer stating that some of their so as of today all the new movies coming from sony disney plus and or hulu have the pay to window so this will be like like morbius um whatever else has come out later this year from them i think uncharted for example after they've gone to cinemas and after they've gone to pay um, on premium rental, etc., then they go to Netflix for pay one for 18 months, and then they can come to Disney Plus or Hulu, depending on what's around in like three years' time. So, so at least so Morbius would be maybe two years. So it might be 2020, what, six? Bef uh, 2024 before it arrives on Disney Plus or Hulu depending on kind of the state of Hulu at that point. Um, the, the movies like uh, Spider-Man still have to go through their pay one window and their pay two window. And then they, I think there will be classes legacy. So then they would be able to be moved on to. So it, it, we are talking, if it's any quicker than two to four years, it's going to be something along that. It's not, it's not instant unless they make a, but I think stars got it 
we'll get it first for at least 18 months um so it's a while off but yeah. it's in some ways it's easy like internationally it's just no <laughs> it's just not coming we don't there's no deal it's just no. whereas the us one is like so complicated because of how it works it's actually easier with the, the 2022 movies and beyond because we know definitely they'll be arriving but yes it's it's, it's going to be a while right so there we go so let's now talk about 2022 there is a lot of content coming up in 2022 um i when i was putting i mean i've been putting together so many articles in the last like two weeks looking at everything that's been coming up and I honestly feel like this is going to be the packed year for Disney+. Plus. I mean, 2021 was a good year with all the Marvel series. And there was a lot of other series that went alongside it. We had all the Star Originals. But like 2022, I mean, I know Bob Chapek has said that by the end of 2022, he want full productions is hit full capability. You know, the Death Star is fully operational by the end of 2022. You know, they're going to have every, every, every one of their studios and production houses on full power making content by the end of this yeah. year um so we're really going to start seeing a ramp up and just looking at this list of lineup you know when i've said a few people go, oh there's not a lot it's like this is the this is so much better than last year and even better than the year before <laughs> so it's like how much is like it's like you know like yeah because it's just i mean i tell people well i want like seven or eight marvel series they literally just want a marvel episode every week it's like yeah. we're, i just like and then that's the people say no and other people are like yes yeah, I'm I'm quite glad we got a little bit of a, a little bit of more variety coming up. Yeah, it it's very interesting looking back at 21 from from the perspective of 20, where we just like thank goodness we have something to talk about every week. Yeah, you know, almost every week. I think there were a yeah. couple of random ones here and there, but we we pretty much always had at least a couple episodes. And then once Star came into the picture, you know, we always had something to talk about. But it. 21, we always had something to talk about. 22, it really does look like we will far more often, often have something to talk about that we want to talk about rather yeah. than, um, well, we're we're talking about this because it came out this week and it's the major release, but actually it's not that good. So, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know generally as a whole if we're going to see less filler moving forward um, on... Because, I mean, it does look like a lot of the stuff that they've been throwing at Disney Plus the cheaper stuff to make like big fib foodtastic be our chef etc you know is all that kind of stuff going to go to the side because they just realize people aren't watching it or is it the amount of people watching it to how much it costs to make because generally you can just see as a whole people are just not interested in that kind of content you know it's just it is very strange um and they've not really got a huge amount of stuff announced like that you know they tend to be last minute things but who knows? We'll have to. We'll have to wait and see. We 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 can't tell ourselves because they have the numbers. They they can look at the foodtastic numbers or the big big food numbers and go, okay, yeah, it's not really a success, but enough people watched it mm. that it was worth us spending the money on it because it obviously these are much lower budget. They're not spending nearly. Well, th this is this is the thing. This is the thing is if it costs a tenth of the of the money to to make an episode of foodtastic than it does to make an episode of Book of Boba Fett it can have 10 times less viewers to be technically a success. That's the, the, the key thing there as well. You know, it's like, it's like anything, you know, it, but we'll see a bit less. Looking at what we've got lined up, there doesn't seem to be as much filler, but they could, I think there'll be stuff thrown in that they've not announced because it generally just won't get our attention. 
Right. Let's start off first off. We're going to just go down this list that I put together because it's just going to be easier. <laughs> Wait, um, and I will be less likely to forget something. So we're going to start off with the Marvel stuff. So Moon Knight is going to be the big one. That I'm going to be honest, This is the series I'm probably the most excited for from the Marvel side because I know nothing about this character. Um, and it's got, you know, Oscar Isaac in it. I'm just, this is the one series. We don't know when any of these Marvel series are coming. I think Miss Marvel's summer, but that's all we know with the Marvel stuff. I, I've i been a fan of Moon Knight for a very long time, probably since I really got back into comics in the 90s. Mm. Um, it, he's just a really interesting character when done right. Now, there have been a lot of comic series with him done very, very wrong, and they're, and they're generally pretty awful series. But mm. when he's done right... Uh, it's creepy. It's a little psychologically terrifying, uh, but with with a mix of like Batman style action, uh, bit of humor thrown in there. So if they do this right, this could be a very very good series. If they do yeah, it wrong though, it will be a mess. Yes, um, I've, I've I've got full faith in it. We're also going to be getting She Hulk. And I think that one's gonna have nine episodes. I'm really looking forward to that one as well because I love I love the Incredible Hulk movie. I always thought that was an underrated movie. I love the Abomination. I always like She Hulk was. I remember watching the cartoon as a kid, and you know she. This is a character. It's probably out of the three of the Marvel series, the one I know or I think I know because I've, I kind of grew up with this character. So it's nothing quite so fresh and new. But obviously, never seen her on the big screen. You know, we've never seen her on movies. You know, we we've you know, seen Hulk lots, but never She Hulk. Right, and I think she's actually a more interesting character than the Hulk, um, mm. long term. Like the core of the Hulk himself is actually, yeah, you know, it's a pretty good idea. The the raging monster, mm. all emotion, no intellect, and then swap it with Bruce Banner. But you can only get so many stories out of that, or so many types of stories out of that. Where She Hulk, you have her as a lawyer, but also as a super strong thing. So it's mm. a different balancing act. Uh, mm. So it'd be very interesting to see where they go with that. And in addition to that, um, the actress playing She-Hulk was really good. I, I really enjoyed the Orphan Black series from BBC a number of years ago. And then they've already announced a number of guest stars and cameos that are kind of a you know big name actors reprising their roles. Abomination, uh, Eli Roth, obviously, um, Mark Ruffalo coming back as Hulk. And then another, um, a bunch of other ones that we assume or rumors have been about so in terms of like i'm not i'm not going to say people know <laughs> what we're talking about um so in terms of just like the star power behind this series is i think it's the best of the ones that we know coming from uh 2020 not to say that oscar isaacs isn't a pretty big star power draw himself but the, this one has a lot of quantity in it we're also going to be getting the miss marvel series this will be dropping in the summer this one um kind of slipped back from are, um, this year, I believe that's probably more likely to do with either them redoing the how they did the actual effects of it, or because of the Marvel's movie being delayed a little bit, they've reshuffled that one, so it might make a little bit more sense. I'm looking forward to this one ever since I, especially playing through the Avengers video game last year, um, where I got to, you know really got to got to know the character a little bit more because I wasn't so familiar with her. But yeah, I'm so th those are the three like main ones we don't yet know of secret invasion because this is the uh, the list is, is kind of things that i've had we've had got like confirmation that it's 2022 i mean things might slip a little bit but like secret invasion doesn't necessarily they've never said 2022 i think it's going to be 2023 but um miss marvel you looking forward to that one as well 
Oh, yeah. Uh, Miss Marvel, she's been a, a great character in the Marvel Universe for a number of years now. She was uh, really a surprise hit when she first came out. Uh, as I think she even had her own comic, and the character herself is just infectious. Like the way you saw in the Avengers video game, she's just fun to have around and, and geeking out with the other Avengers. Yeah, it kind of gave me like, like Peter Parker vibes a little bit of that kind uh, of same thing. Yeah, that's that's definitely in the same realm, especially because she has like the stretchy arm powers and stuff mm. too. So she's not too far off from like Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, she's got additional powers on top of that. Mm. I mean, I, I would definitely say um, the Avengers video game it, it gets a, a really bad rep because of uh, people were expecting it to be you know like a, a Destiny or a World mm. of Warcraft style game where you could play for hours and hours and hours, and we're disappointed on that front, uh, which I agree with. But the the single player portion the the opening what eight to ten hours of it it's great fantastic i've played i've played it through twice um and the hawkeye the hawkeye missions were good as well um speaking of some video games because i i got the the new guardians of the galaxy video game for christmas i've been playing for that over the last few um the last week we're also getting a guardians of the galaxy holiday special so they're filming they i think they've either filmed it or they're filming it now because they're filming the third Guardians of the Galaxy movie and they're filming at the same time. So how long this is, it could be 20 minutes, 30 minutes, it might be 20 10 minutes, I don't know. Um, so that'll obviously be coming in the in uh, around the holiday time. We're also getting a collection of shorts featuring Baby Groot about him growing up. No word yet on when that will be coming in, um, but that might be a nice little filler. Um, we're also There's also a lot of rumors of the uh, Werewolf by Night coming for halloween nothing has been officially confirmed about that that special because it's going to be a one-off um they might be filming it in early i mean if they don't get it filmed soon it'll be halloween next year because mm -hmm. of special effects and stuff so um but again those are the those are the marvel ones we know officially so I've, i mean i the way i look at that is if you got those and then you've got the, like the im group and the that the holiday special plus you've got the releases of like eternals and I mean, what else are we going to have? Uh, four, four, we'll have... Um, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. So I think we're probably going to be close to 25 to 30 weeks of this year with a new piece of Marvel content on Disney+, Plus, which I think is great. I mean, that's well over half the year. And that's not even counting if they continue to do the assembled behind-the-scene uh, yeah. episodes as well. Uh, I mean, indications are they're, they're going to continue with it. It's probably pretty easy for them to do. Uh, whether or not you count that as actual Marvel content, it's still something that will be probably filling the gaps between yeah. episode release, uh, sorry, season releases, just like they did this past year. And also, they can kind of release some of those things alongside the Star Wars content, which we're going into it's next. Star Wars. Um, so there's a, obviously we got the book of Boba Fett. So we're going to talk about that um, at the end of the episode where we can go into spoilers on it. Well, there wasn't really that many. So the first episode has dropped. There's seven episodes in this series. So that means we've got six weeks coming up now. So that takes us through to mid-February. Um, don't need to say too much more on the book of Boba Fett um, yet. Then we're going to be getting Obi-Wan Kenobi series. So this one, um, I believe this one's going to be three episodes. So it's a little bit more shorter, but the episodes might be a bit longer. Um, we don't yet know how that's going to work. Um, my... No, this is just, I mean, we don't know that. I'm wondering if this might be the the May 4th kind of release date. If they squidge, if they squidge in, you know, if we have Obi-Wan and then we have a Marvel series, we might be online then for um, around that time for Obi-Wan Kenobi, but maybe not. It could be, I could be completely wrong on that one. And then we're getting Andor. Nice. 
Yeah, with Endgame and Andor. Now, Andor's actually the one I'm, I am really looking forward to because this one is set to be a 12 episode um, one. So, this one is kind of like a prequel to Rogue One. Um, it's going to be a little bit more gritty. It's a uh, spy thriller. We know nothing about the story. This one was like, it's hard to believe. I feel, I remember writing an article about this when, like, what's on Disney Plus was still under its, um, I would say kind of code name at the time of its original name of this streaming way back in like 2000 and I think it was, yeah, early 2018 was when I first put this together of, yeah, I mean, this was, I, I can't believe how long this series has taken to come out. Some of it was only filmed near me. Um, I'm really looking forward to that one, but again, and then we're going to get, uh, the star wars the bad batch we're getting season two of that coming as well this year so by my math again with six episodes of boba three episodes of obi-wan and 12 plus um then we've got the bad batch we're looking again at another 20 to 30 weeks of star wars content coming in here so now you get the marvel and the star wars now you put them together and it was like oh here's we got um 2022 yeah no. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's interesting. Like twenty twenty was uh, was Star Wars content. There wasn't <laughs> there wasn't an incredible amount of it, but there was more of it than there was Marvel. Yeah, content. yeah. Twenty twenty one was definitely the year of Marvel. Uh, yeah, so mm -hmm. much Marvel content, and then twenty twenty two. It does seem like they're kind of converging finally, so that we get in both. Um, that said, I I think I agree with you. The Andor series. This is the one that I am most looking forward to. I, obviously, Obi Wan. It's going to be great, especially with the star power attached to that again. But uh, the Rogue One team, the, the the characters in Rogue One, there's so much potential to show where they where they started from mm -hmm. and how they got to the point where they were at Rogue One. Uh, plus spy thriller. This is going to be if they do this right. This is going to be fantastic, and I would love to see some serious for some of the other guys as too. And I know getting like Donnie Yen to reprise his role mm -hmm. might not be that easy because he's a, he's a super huge star, especially in the mm -hmm. Chinese markets, but getting some of these other characters, actually, you know, who would be good? Bodhi would actually be really good. The Imperial pilot turned defector. Yeah. see kind of see him as an Imperial yeah. character for a while and, and do it from an Imperial perspective. That would, that would be a very interesting, uh, different yeah. view. And it also depends on how this, if the series ends just before Rogue One, or if they give themselves a little bit of leeway for a second or third seasons. The thing is, I'm going to be—I would much rather do what they've done this, what they've got coming up in 2022, where I'd rather have one more Star Wars series and one less Marvel series, and kind of even out a little bit, rather than just all Marvel. Um, I know you can, you know, you can have. Where will we see the crossover? I don't know. I mean, are we going to see more of the double episode? Uh, you know, if we have the double episode premieres, we might see things stretch out a little bit more in terms of how they do it. Um, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell if they're going to carry on with that. I, wanna, I think the like the book of uh, sorry, not the um, Star Wars: The Bad Batch is more likely to, but I think the Star Wars: Bad Batch episodes can run alongside Marvel. Actually, that's yeah. the easiest one to run alongside. Um, and for Andor, depending on how long the episodes are, I could see mm -hmm. them doing a double drop for that uh, as well, especially yeah. the 12, 12 episode yeah. series. I think it would be hilarious if they did a double drop on Obi Wan. Uh, yeah, that is the one they're not going to do it. And, and the only thing I can think of is if they do like a free day of weekend, like they did with like um, the the like now, the get back. Now, see if if it was ready by May the fourth, I bet they could do that because you you do May the fourth, May fifth, and then Revenge of the Sixth, or or how, however you want to think of May sixth. That would be an interesting way to do it. 
I think that's a really long shot. I'm expecting there'll be one later in the year. Yeah, so May 4th is like a Wednesday this year, so that does work with the release schedule. So they could do Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, yeah, uh, just, just, just. I mean, we know nothing. We're literally just, just purely guessing at this point. Um, also, as well, we're getting the new Willow series. Um, so this is coming from Lucasfilms. So this is based on the original movies. As uh, They've been filming it in Wales and stuff. I'm looking forward to this one. A little bit fresh. I'm looking forward to something different. A little a different universe. So this is something that can go maybe a lot, you know, you throw that one again as well. Will they drop that around the same time as something else? I don't know. But it definitely, to me, I'm, I think a lot of people are sleeping on that series. I think a lot of people, maybe younger people that haven't seen the movie, haven't quite got that same connection with it. But I'm like, don't miss, you know, this could be a major fun series for 2022. Yeah, I mean, Willow's not really a franchise up to this no. point, right? It had the movie. The movie is well regarded. I I thought it was a, a lot of fun and seeing Val Kilmer and that was uh, a young Val Kilmer and that was very interesting. Um, but I think it'll be pretty good. I, I, I'm very much looking forward to the series, but I agree with you. It's uh, it's not as well known a series it, and it's not going to draw quite as much uh, attraction as you know Star Wars or Marvel, obviously. But I'm really hoping that it'll get some good word of mouth once it comes out. Plus, being a fantasy series really does give it uh, a different edge than yeah. sci-fi Star Wars, sci-fi wizard Star Wars, yeah. and and it's yeah, so kind of fan fantasy kind of side. Yeah. Um, shifting now into the Disney side, so these are some movies and some series that are coming out. So we've got Cheaper by the Dozen coming in March. So um, hopefully, we've also got Disenchanted coming later in the year for fall. So I think those two are going to be. I think Disenchanted is going to be huge. Um, better late than ever. Um, that'll be coming in the spring. Um, Hocus Pocus 2. I mean, judging on how many people are into um, Hocus Pocus 1, um, I think this one's going to be a big one. I think this will definitely be a big, big movie coming up um, in the future. We're also getting Pinocchio in the fall. So, um, I mean, already the lineup there is better than 2021, where we had like three movies. And then we got Ice Age of Ice Age Adventures of Buckwild. Important to note, coming at the end of January for um, the Americas. And the rest of the world, we're getting it in the end of March. Um, I've had it confirmed to me that by um, someone at Disney this week. So it's definitely um, a bit of an odd one with that one. I don't know. I think it might be to do with dubbing or subtitles or something. But hopefully that's the only one that's doing that next year. Yeah. What's no, getting, uh, yeah. Let, let, let's get day and date as yeah. normal. Good. Yes. Don't yeah. like this new idea. Um, Sneakerella has now been pushed back to May. Um, so that was originally going to be February. They've pushed that one back. So we've got a couple of a couple of nice, I mean, that's what, six movies? So that's like one every two months, which is not too bad. I mean, uh, for me personally, I think Disenchanted is the one I'm most looking forward to. And I'm willing to give Pinocchio the benefit of the doubt because it's been long enough. You know, that one's been, I don't think I've watched anything Pinocchio based for so long. That I, I'm, I'm willing to give that one a go. Sneakerella, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like there, yeah, there will be an audience for Sneakerella. Yeah. I think that it, it, we're not really in that audience. I, I, yeah. I pick shoes based on what's comfortable and in my price range, and that's like the full extent of thought I put into it. But there, there is a whole subculture of sneaker mm -hmm. stuff. So that I think there's a there's an audience for that. Um, my only worry with that one is the whole kind of split or the reversal roles. Mm -hmm. You know, with where what I don't want. It's already I can see it already happening now. Of 
people jumping on the bandwagon and kind of dissing on it before it's really had a chance to go because of that becoming an issue um you know with having a godfather and and you know just being twisted in terms of that. i mean it's like just give it a go you know we're, I, i'm in some ways it's like my expectations are so low i probably i'm going to enjoy it because i i'm not expecting a lot from it i do find that with these movies I'm like, yeah i'm not excited about it you watch oh yeah that's all right <laughs> I, I'm kind of expecting the same for that one. I'm like, yeah. yeah, go into it, find the humorous bits in it, see if it's well-crafted. Uh, I know they would never do it even if he was still alive, but it would have been great if Marlon Brando was playing the Godfather and that just just, just <laughs> for like the meta implications of it. Yeah. Um, moving on from Sneakerella, uh, I've never seen Enchanted, so Disenchanted oh. isn't even really on my radar at all, but I will watch it before this one comes out, and obviously we'll talk about it at that point. En Enchanted is was such a lovely film, and I need to rewatch it, because it kind of took the mick out of the classic Disney movie, but it had some amazing songs, and um yeah it was just it was a I, I again it's a movie i need to watch again i think because it wasn't on disney plus for so i know they put it on for disney plus day but there was so much content dropped like, over that time i haven't really gone back and watched it the only thing with enchanted was um i saw alan menken in concert at d23 and mm. i think it was 2017 something like that um and he talked about this movie because it's like disney mm. was shopping around for an artist and like we want to spoof like the beauty and the beast and and Little Mermaid and so forth. And now Mink's like, yeah, I, I know how to spoof those songs because uh, yes. he wrote them. <laughs> and, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I, I fully expect the music in Enchanted. And then again, mm -hmm. in Disenchanted will be really good. Um, last thought before we move on to the next one Hocus Pocus. Um, like you said, there's a, a lot of um, goodwill around this one. But I'm very worried that the first Hocus Pocus was a lightning in the bottle. Kind yeah. of movie, and I'm not really sure how confident I am in them being able to do it twice. That said, being able to get all three of the sisters back uh, will count for a lot because their personalities really did drive the first movie. And if mm. they can keep that energy going, it should be okay. But that said, yeah. uh, it's a, it's a big this ask. Is my like, I'm I'm worried that this is going to yeah. be like home again, home alone kind of thing. Well, I don't have I don't have the nostalgia of goggles for for um Pocus Pocus because I think I only watched it like this year. I think it was not this year, year last year or the year before. My thing is, if the data shows that anything Home Alone would be good for Christmas, doesn't necessarily mean we ended up with a good Home Alone movie. Um, because that one's been rocketing. But let's shift now, carrying on with some of the Disney stuff. A new series of the Proud Family, Louder and Prouder, that's coming in the February, 10 episodes. So we're getting that one then right through the spring. The Spiderwick Chronicles. So this was announced during Disney Plus Day. Um, I had it was in it was in a UK press release to me that it was coming in 2022. It looks good in terms of what it is. Again, I know nothing about I don't think I've even seen the original movie. So I'm I'm actually got a little bit more like, okay. Something different. I'm I'm looking forward to this. Um, yeah. I didn't even know there was a movie. I thought it was just a book series. Um, I think I think no. I'm sure they made a, a a movie of it. I'm pretty sure they made a movie of it. I might track that down, uh, or, or at least track down reviews and see if it's worth looking at. Otherwise, I know nothing about this series except that it yes. exists. came out in 2000. And, uh, came out in 2008 and has the kids. Um, is that the guy from? I'm just trying to think. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, no, either way, uh, I'm putting this kind of in the same thing as Willow, where I'm really looking forward to it as something different it, from yeah. the Marvel and Star Wars. Yeah, it stars the guy that's the main main guy from uh, The Good Doctor. 
That's why I recognized him there. So um, but he was obviously oh, a lot younger when this one came out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we also we're getting a Baymax series of, of um, so that will be this will be his first ever animated the Walt Disney Animated Studios first ever animated series. So Baymax will be dropping, which could be fun. I, uh, the trailer looks pretty good. So I'm yeah, interested in that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Rise is a new sports uh, movie that's coming about um, some Greek brothers that come over from from Greece. Um, I'm not even going to try and pronounce their names because I I remember try I remember making a video on that one on just like the amount of outtakes trying to pronounce. <laughs> it's like sorry, I, I was just like I was listening to them. It's, yeah, it's just one of those things. It's going to be a lot of a little bit interesting. And I I remember safety being a bit of a movie where. I went into safety thinking oh, it's about sports, but I really enjoyed safety. So I'm, I'm giving this one a bit of, um, uh, uh, again, just kind of benefit of the doubt. I, I think the really good sports movies typically focus less on the sports. The sport is a background for the character drama. And that was what it was in safety. It was really about the kid and his brother. And the football was just why he was in college. Um, don't know anything about the story this is based on, but... Uh, yeah, I, I think it'll be. I, I don't think it'll be like a super amazing movie, but I think it'll be a, a nice, comfortable, uh, feel-good movie, more than likely. Yeah, we're also getting the Rescue Rangers Chippendale movie. Um, so this will be coming out. I think it's in the spring. This is a live-action hybrid movie. I'm really worried about this one because I am a massive Chippendale Rescue Ranger fan. Um, you literally have Chippendale over here on the behind me. I love the Chippendale Rescue Rangers. So if this is the kind of thing of don't ruin my childhood for me. This is how this... I always find that way of an odd expression because it's like, you just go back and watch the old ones. But nevertheless... Yeah, um... <laughs> yeah not to get on a tangent. I, I don't like that expression either. Uh, it's like, uh, yeah, the, the new thing doesn't ruin the old thing. But I get the idea behind yeah. it. Yeah, but yeah. I'm, I'm very much in the same boat with you on this. I'm like, I want this to be good. I want to like this because I loved the Rescue Rangers growing up and I loved Chippendale even before the Rescue Rangers. But... There, there is a very large part of me going like, "This is having said that." Um, at the very least, Andy Samberg's involved, right? Mm -hmm. like he, I don't yeah. know which one he's voicing, but he's one of the chipmunks. Yeah. He is generally a very funny person, mm -hmm. um, so I'm at least hoping there's that. But this is a different medium than he normally works yeah. in. I don't know how he'll be as a voice actor. Oh man, I'm also that, that that thing about that old man in me going if this was at the cinema be bigger and better i know I, I shouldn't say that about a disney plus original but it's like you're taking one of my like favorite things and it might be it might be it might be fine but yeah it's just that worry of it oh is it gonna have it cheaper i don't know i'm it's yeah but you can take this either way on that either because yeah. if it was going to be a cinema release i don't think it would ever ever get released in cinema yeah. because this would never get greenlit and this is where the disney plus streaming comes in where it's mm -hmm. that middle ground where theoretically better quality than a disney channel original which are generally kind of like hallmark um you know and then the full releases which of course we expect a lot from disney plus offers that kind of ground where stuff that normally wouldn't get to a movie can now be made that yeah. said oh, please be good I, I <laughs> you can tell that we're, we're, that's the one like oh okay um we've also getting another diary of a wimpy kid roderick rules so we're getting another of the animated movies this one just dropped before christmas so we've got a second one already um in the pipeline fine i'm happy with that one 
Yep. My understanding is that the live action version of this, so the previous one that was made, is considered like one of the best of the the um, Diary of a Wimpy Kid movie. So yeah, got some big shoes to fill. Well, I think the problem is, and the, I know the first, the animated one that came out before Christmas, because a lot of people, a lot of kids that grew up watching it are now like you know young adults and stuff, and kind of or or all teenagers watching it, going, "This isn't as good as the as the as the movie." Because they literally cut out like all the extra stuff they added into the live action movie because the book wasn't long enough, whereas the movie the the animated one was more based on the book. So technically, the book the newest one is more closer to the book, whereas the live action one they kind of had to fluff it out a bit, and I think the fluffing out made the story better. And and I've never seen any of them, so I, again, this it's kind of we're at an advantage because we're not we haven't got that um the nostalgia yeah, and- for them. And I'm I'm only basing that statement on what I've seen other people say. I've yeah. also not seen the live action, but generally, when it comes up, people are like, "No, Roderick Rules' mm. uh, live action one is the best of that series." So we'll see mm. what happens here. We're also getting the third season of High School Musical: The Musical: The Series. So that's be they're actually going to be starting to film that um, next month again. I think that was a bit easier for them to turn around. Um, I enjoyed season one. Season two was a disappointment. I think primarily because of COVID, kind of destroyed whatever plans they had and kind of just wrecked the ending. We're also uh, that was that was the theme of twenty twenty one, wasn't it? Yeah, um, I think it was. I, yeah, I always feel like like I mean, in some ways like. Mighty Ducks and the Big Shot were able to hide it better because they just ended up doing the match, their match, their finals in front of no audience. I mean, they did that whole thing with the bees and stuff to kind of keep people out in Big Shot. Whereas High School Musical was so much harder for them because they couldn't do that for a stage show, you know, and they just couldn't get all the people together. So it, hopefully it will be, um, all the people are returning. Olivia Rodrigo is returning for it. How long she's in it, I don't know. I'm not expecting a huge amount. But I suspect she will be be back one soon ago. Bye. <laughs> I've got loads of money. Bye. <laughs> I mean, it's entirely possible that they'll, they'll show up for the first day of school and she'll be like, oh, no, I'm I, I got picked up by this college over here. I'm going to I'm going to go sing for the college. Um, I expect it'll be a little bit more than that. If they're going to if they're going to pay for her to show up, I'm sure there'll be at least one song yeah. with her. in it. But yeah, we'll see. It's funny because I think that was the thing for me of like with her music. Obviously, it was high school musical was how I was introduced to her, and she did such great songs in that first season that it was like you know like when the second album comes, oh yeah, no, she's really good. And so it was that was our first album came out was good. We're also getting a series of shorts based on Zootopia called Zootopia Plus. Um, I mean, how long these are? I mean, these could literally be like two minutes a piece. Um, More Zootopia is good. More Zootopia is good. I, I. Think it's a it was a really good movie and it it never really got the full attention that it deserved for for the story that it was telling. I I, I know it's got a bit of a cult following, but you know it's not one of the ones that pops up and it's it's presence. Do you know what Disney it, isn't that big? It actually is one of the top ten movies of the year that people watched on Disney Plus. It was number I think it was number ten. I just did an article that's just come up today. Um, where I look back at all of the whole year's data, and I think it was actually one of the top 10 movies of the whole year, what people were watching. They're constructing Zootopia Land right now in Shanghai Disney, and I suspect if it's successful, then we'll see it rolled out elsewhere. But, yeah, I mean, I know it was massively popular when we were out there. Um, A quick couple of... Yeah. uh, Sorry. It took a long time for Zootopia to start, you know, gaining legs at Disney uh, in general. Yeah. Well, I think sometimes what happens a lot with Disney is they 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 do play it safe with their um, movies. A lot of people don't. And I'm, I was having this discussion with somebody yesterday about Frozen, um, of like 
Disney didn't fully board the Frozen train till they knew they had they had a hit. They didn't jump, you know. They do this, you know, it's like Encanto and all the rest. They wait and see how things are doing, based on how many people are watching Moana because that was the number one movie of 2021. Um, if they haven't greenlit, I know they've got the series coming, but that you know, if if that isn't telling them build some things in the park, I don't know what is because that thing I the stage show that I saw in Hong Kong Disney was awful. <laughs> <laughs> They they need to bring Moana and uh, Lilo and Stitch over to the mm. water parks over in yeah. Florida. I mean that 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 would make yeah. the most sense, and the water parks should probably use the attention. Now they are also filming the was it the Mighty Ducks season two, and also Big Shot season two, and also the Mysterious Benedict Society season two. However, we don't yet know if they will hit our screens in twenty twenty two. So they might. I I'm thinking they're going to slide into 2023 um if they're only to start i mean they could they could turn them around because obviously not as much edit you know but they they've not been on any of the like the the announcements that they were coming i i might expect the mighty ducks towards the end of this year uh big shot is kind of yeah, a stretch goal i'd be very surprised if the mysterious benedict society showed up this year though yeah because i need to that needs a lot more special effects than the other two um, exactly. um so that's so that's so they, they might arrive they might not. Um, Pixar, we've got Cars on the Road, which is a brand new series. I think it's I think it's going to be shorts um, with cars. With um, more more cars is great. We're also getting behind the scenes looks at Turning Red and Lightyear. Um, so more pic- Pixar is a bit of an odd one because you know we are getting two big movies this year from them. Now, I I do believe that Turning Red is going to get a theatrical release because while the the announcements haven't been quite as Definite as Lightyear, I think they might. I think if they, they'd probably just do a thirty day, a thirty day one, just to claw back. I I feel like now with these thirty day releases, it makes them seem bigger, and it also kind of makes it feel more just a bit a bigger movie if they're releasing cinemas, even if they take a bit less. But I mean, Turning Red looks fun. Yeah, and and Pixar is a big enough name that people will go to the theaters for. For where they might not otherwise for for other theatrical releases even a couple months from now, mm. um, and I think you know we we saw all that grumbling uh, from Pixar around the time Luca came out mm. with like why do you keep relegating us to D- Disney Plus? Let our movies go to the theaters and and box office. Obviously, we're not going to go into like mm. you know the economics or politics of all that, but getting Turning Red into theaters would be a nice gesture by Disney to yeah. to go Pixar. Yes, no, no, we 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 still. I, yeah. Yeah, I still think Raya should have. I think it was Raya that would have should have been the one that should have gone instead of Luca because Luca by then cinemas were open a little bit more. But Raya in March was just like it just made total sense at that point. And I I love Raya. I thought that was an amazing movie. Um, now let's talk about some National Geographic. Now we now this one is we're getting America the Beautiful looks pretty cool. The World according to Jeff Goldblum's second batch of episodes and Limitless. So those are the originals that are coming. Um, but I've also got to point out there are tons of National Geographic documentaries coming on top of that that we'll see dropping onto Disney Plus at some point. You know, we're going to be getting more of what we've already, you know, Critter Country, Yukon Vets, Dr. Poe, you'll be getting um, Gordon Ramsay, you'll be getting Bear Grylls. There's a lot. It, while the National Geographic one is like, it's TV, TV, and there's no mention there of um, Bugs Life. I don't know what happened with that one. Um, I suspect there's a lot more, and then we're going to be getting all the theatrical releases that they release as well. 
um, is a little bit like, there's not a lot there. And then when I actually went through and did like a whole list just of National Geographic, I was like, oh, whoa, we've got like 20 plus series. We've got documentary. And I mean, they've not even announced their 2022 cinema lineup yet. When you think of some of the great movies that came out from them, um, or the documentaries that came out in 2021, and you know, we didn't know about them until much later. Um, I I think, yeah, there'll be lots, lots for us to be looking at. National Geographic typically doesn't announce too far in advance. Normally we get like a month or two mm. at most, and obviously in a 12-month year, you know, if they're going to release something in April, we probably wouldn't have heard. We won't hear about it until February. No. So, uh, so I, I'm not reading too much into this. National Geographic's, yeah, it, it makes sense. It's going to have a small one. These are the big name titles that we mm. know about. I mean, Chris Hemsworth attached to that one. Yeah. Goldblum is still a name. Uh, you know, these these are big releases. But yeah, they, they will be peppered throughout the year. We will get lots of very quality content from National Geographic's. I hope we get a drama series of some sort. Um, obviously, you know, the right stuff was a good series. They, they have a history of putting together these drama series. Uh, if it's not as special effects heavy as say the, uh, the right stuff was, I'm it's been, something I've potentially been, get yeah. by the end of the year. I'm, I'm currently working my way through the Anthrax series that just dropped because right. again, over Christmas is just like, you know, we've not really been watching those kind of serious ones of all the specials and stuff that's been coming on. There's also Bark Skins as well. I've not managed to watch that one yet because it's not arrived on Disney Plus here in the UK yet. Um, but yeah, so I feel like, again, like you said, with National Geographic, they, they, they'll announce their winter slate. You know, we'll have to we'll start having the upfronts coming up soon. So there'll be lots of this. Same thing really goes with the Disney Channel. You know, we'll be seeing more stuff announced from them because I know we're going to be getting like Zombies Free. We'll be getting new seasons of new shows. Um, there'll be new movies coming from them. So that'll be dropping in. Um, and also, I, th I think it's that kind of weird thing because, like, obviously, like with Marvel and Star Wars, it's very Disney Plus or Fit Cinema. But with National Geographic and Disney Channel, we're still getting that like mixed up messaging in terms of how they're releasing stuff. Um, which will continue, and I think this is where 2022 will see us hitting that stride with the theatrical releases being regular, that we'll start having like big titles dropping on. We've seen it, you know, the last couple of months, you know, once we started getting like Cruella and Black Widow and Shang-Chi and, you know, we got Eternals coming up and then you're going to get Free Guy in the United States next month, you know, you're going to start seeing these big titles every single month. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm actually a little surprised that Free Guy is coming out. I figured that would be a um a Hulu, but well, no, because I mean it's I mean I mean it's got Star Wars and Marvel references I, and it's a very like Fortnite Grand Theft Auto. It's it's very it is very teenage friendly. It is um, very teenage friendly. Um they do, drop couple, they do drop yeah. a couple of curse words in there. Um yeah. that, that's more what I was thinking, is that mm. it, the content feels like more like what you would expect on Hulu, so I'm actually really glad they're bringing it over instead. Well, I, I mean, this is this is a topic really. Uh, I mean, we've we've said it a lot in 2021, and we're going to say a lot in 2022. Of this is exactly the kind of thing that they need to do more of. Um, you know, oh, yeah. things like West Side Story. I imagine that one that will be dropping onto Disney Plus as a big release at some point to kind of give that use utilize that movie that they spent a lot of money on that really just didn't pull the people in. Um, over over the holidays, but did get very good reviews. So, yes, so hopefully people will check it out on uh, on Disney Plus. I think it will come to Disney Plus too, especially when they saw how well Hamilton did. Yeah. Um, and and this is more kid friendly than Hamilton, even mm -hmm. though uh, you know it is a Romeo and Juliet story, so it might end a little tragically. Yeah, I mean, right. I'm I'm really I'm 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 again. It was 
I know it's this kind of thing of like they said, like older people not going to the cinema, and this is where that movie, that audience wasn't there in the same way of like with Spider Man, and it's a shame because I'm looking forward to it, and I mean, I I have not heard one bad thing about that movie, yeah. which it just seems to be like the long lines of it's great, but nobody turned up because <laughs> yeah. it, it's just just not the kind of movie people have been going to cinema for. If it hasn't got a Marvel in it, it um doesn't doesn't seem to count. I think it also suffered from having some pretty bad trailers that really didn't convey what it was trying to do. I mean, the name West Side Story is familiar to people uh, from our generation and kind of a little bit before us, because obviously the first movie. But there was really very little press about this movie. There was very little push to get people to know about it, to go and see it. And what little they did have was just like, hey, look, here's a couple guys singing. Um, I think, you know, they dropped... Lin Manuel's name a couple mm. times, and and that that was it. That was the press. So, uh, I'm honestly not surprised that this bombs. It's kind of funny because I think as well, if like in some ways, it probably could have benefited from being like pushed back six months um, to be next summer. Now, I've got a few um, star originals as well to talk about. So these will be heading to um, Hulu in the United States and Star Plus in Latin America. Um, Hit Monkey season one. I know it's already out in Hulu, but that'll be coming to um, for all of us internationally um in january in february we're getting pam and tommy which is um all about pamela anderson and tommy lee's uh, sex day this one is i mean i thought the trailer looked good but I tell you what this is this is the thing of when of when you put the stories like that out and the images and stuff i've like this is where like you know the, you know disney plus fans in the u.s weren't aren't quite going, what what are you talking about <laughs> Like it's like no, this is a Disney. I mean, this has been making lots of headlines over here in the like UK of like top twenty shows that people are looking forward to. This one's popping up and all. I the trailer I thought looked great. I mean, I thought the it looked really looked good. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, this is by the same person who did I Tanya, right? Um, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which was a fantastic movie. Just absolutely like black comedy stupidity yeah. everywhere. And if, if this is anything like that, then I I think this will be great. Uh, but it, it is interesting because America, of course, we have the reputation for being yeah. very prudish about stuff like this and, and so on and so forth. So we get the double whammy where it's it's probably fairly <laughs> mature and it's also highly sexualized. Whereas yeah. you guys over in Europe like, oh, we know. I tend to fall on that side of the spectrum. I'm just like, whatever. It, it, it's, it's part of life. Why, yeah. why are you getting all prudish about this? But. Yes, yeah. America has a very heavy British yeah. streak, and it'll be interesting to see how this one. Yeah, uh, this one's going to go. So we've also, yeah, we've also got some other good stuff coming. We've got How I Met Your Father that'll be coming. Um, I believe that's um this month in the US. We don't yet have an international date, but we know it's officially coming. Um, so I'm looking forward to watching that on there as well. So um, while I like the original, um, I don't have that. I don't. I only watched like the first few seasons. I've recently been watching it again, so I don't have. I'm can kind of. I think go into that one a little bit. Plus, it's got Hilary Duff in, so I mean that one should be pretty good. Uh, we're also getting the Dope Sick, not Dope Sick, the Dropout. I've been getting these two mixed out for the last two years, um, and it'll be continuing. The Dropout, which um, will be starring Amanda Siegfried, um, is all basically she becomes a billionaire that loses all of her money. Um, Kind of funny. Originally, I think this was actually she was actually going to be played by um, the the woman that was in Ghostbusters and Saturday Night Live. So I think it's, the tone might change quite a little bit with like how she, how she does this one. Is, is this the is this based on the woman who started up that uh, medical company? And... Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's what it is. I can't remember any of the names mm. involved. 
that should be a very interesting series because mm-hmm. that whole story is um, about this woman raising funding for this mm-hmm. medical company and and like the basically the pyramid scheme she ended up constructing yeah. out of it uh, is absolutely fascinating. So if they do mm-hmm. if they do this well, this has the potential to be a really good series. Yeah, uh, I think I'm, I think my my level now of like looking at some of these shows is good. We're also getting a, um, at least four original movies coming this year. Um, we're getting No Exit. Um, which is a horror about being stranded in a blizzard. A new Predator movie coming in the summer called Prey, which is set um, 300 years ago. Rosaline, which is um, a new version of Romeo and Juliet, but it's about about Juliet's cousin. Uh, Having Uh, seen her recent... Yeah. Yeah, Rosaline, who was also um, Romeo's original love at the beginning of the the, uh, play as well. I'm going to be honest. I, I... I, I, I don't did we do, I, no we did we did Macbeth and uh, mid uh, Midsummer Night Dream so that was one of my two and those are the only two I know. <laughs> I, I, I think I read like four or five in high school and then I actually took a class on Shakespeare in college where we we did like something like twenty of his plays. So I'm not by any stretch a Shakespearean no. scholar, but I do know a fair amount about All it. All I know is I put on the Romeo and Juliet movie on. I think I didn't make three minutes before I turned is- it off. That the uh, the old the, the Capri- Ali- Ali- uh, yeah, yeah. dance one from back then, yeah. It's an interesting interpretation of Romeo and Juliet. Um, typically very popular with people who like that style, and everyone else is kind of going, What is this? Or, or your reaction to it. Having said that, um, doing the story from the perspective of Rosalind at least should be a new angle on this story that has been done to death. Like yeah, West Side yeah. Story is. I'm just hoping they don't do it in Shakespearean because no one, even us as British, we've got I, no we, English. We can't understand it. Um, I can't know, imagine they would do no. this in Shakespearean English. I, I, remember, I, remember, I remember going to see Twelfth Night um, at the at the Sydney Opera House because I got a student ticket. I didn't care what I was watching. I just wanted to go see something out there. I remember watching them. And there was, oh, I didn't have a clue. didn't have a clue. So I'm hoping it's in... New English rather than Old English. I, oh, yeah. I, I can't imagine that this will be done in, in no. iambic pentameter. I can't imagine this trying to give us a brand new Shakespearean movie. Yeah, it'd be a bit odd. Um, we're also getting The Princess, which is an, I think this one is supposed to be a bit like a John Wick style version of a princess movie. So that one could be interesting. Um, so that that's definitely going to be um, an original one. Um, we've also got some like FX shows and stuff dropping. Um, like the, the the old man with Jeff Bridges. That one's set to be a big big release. We've been talking about that one for a while. Um, there's going to be. I mean, that's the other thing as well. Obviously, internationally, we're going to be getting like all the ABC and the FX. Um, all of those shows are going to be dropping in. Um, it's already looking. I mean, I'm looking forward to The Walking Dead because we're getting two batches. One batch starts in February. Another one later in the year on Disney Plus here in the UK. Um, whether or not I, I, I'm wondering if we're not going to get only murders in the building again by the end of the year. Um, if they've been filming it before Christmas, um, whether or not they can turn they turned it around quite quick last last time they filmed it. Yeah, uh, and again, it's not a special effects heavy show. I think they used no. all the special effects in like the final episode. Yeah, um, it could potentially show up if it mm. does. I uh, right there. I that was such a great series and they've added even more star power based on mm-hmm. what we've seen from the press yeah. releases i yeah season two should be a lot of fun and i think they're gonna i think they're all gonna be they'll be picking up some additional movies along the way that they can pick up the rights to a new series i, I mean there's, there's gonna be a lot more coming at the i think the tail end of the winter um because this year we've got star wars celebration taking place in um was it all uh, they, no, they moved it to may haven't they because originally originally it was august and they pushed it back i think to, to may 
because it being too close to the D23 Expo, which is happening in September. And then we're also going to have the the New York, well, say San Diego Comic Con should be back. If all these events are running, I should start. We should start seeing stuff going. Um, obviously D23 will be the big one this year. Um, in September, um, we're planning on going for the first time. Um, we're also got um Disney Plus. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm literally hoping we can get out of the country. Um, and D Disney Plus Day, whether or not they bring that one back. Um, but then that tends to set up the following, you know, the, the following year. Um, but a lot of content, um, a lot of stuff coming up. I mean, I'm just looking at the list going, wow, that's a lot. Of, and especially when you start breaking down weekly shows, that's a lot. Yeah. And like we were talking about with National Geographic, uh, there's a lot of stuff that we don't even know about yet. Because, mm. yeah, sure, the, the Star Wars and the Marvels, they normally announce very far in advance. But things that are not Marvel and Star Wars you typically only hear about a couple of months before they come out and we're in sometimes January. a week or two. <laughs> yeah. sometimes a couple of weeks yeah uh, what was the one that, that dropped like the day after they announced it i don't even remember uh, it was one of the the movies at the beginning of last yeah. year and it was like we knew it was coming because of the rumors but yeah. they didn't actually announce it until like three days before it came out it's like, okay. yeah it's it's that kind of thing i think i think i think in general we are really i think the other good thing is with production in 2021, it was slower than in 2020. They were able to, they were still able to get stuff filmed. Whereas in 2020, everything kind of got shut down for months. So therefore it just, it was that long effect. And we, you know, we'd said about it before of like, you know, great, they've got back to filming. Yeah, but it could be a year before we see what they're filming. We knew we were going to have that drought. It feels like the drought, you know, the, the water, that level is starting to top back up again. There's just a lot coming up. Um, a lot of great shows to be interested in. And there's actually, I'm loving there's a lot more variety. There seems to be a lot more variety this year. Yeah, you know, we talked about Willow, uh, potentially the Spiderwick Chronicles, bringing in like that fantasy element. We've got stuff like uh, How I Met Your Father, bringing the sitcom elements. Mm. Uh, the Wonder Years, of course, continuing on, things like that. Uh, there really is a feeling that there's something for everyone at this point. Um, yeah, I mean, this week we got um, Big Sky. I just watched the first episode, so they've got that one. That one's come back. You know, we've got um, so many great series just dropping now on Disney+. Plus. I'm really hoping um, that, I mean, actually in February, for example, here in the UK, Tuesdays we'll be getting Walking Dead. Wednesday's a normal release day. Thursday will be This Is Us. Friday, you know, we're going to be up to, and then I think like in Australia, Snowdrop's been dropping on like the weekends. You know, we're really starting to see. I'm gonna if, if they're dropping like six, seven, eight series on a Wednesday, I'd, I'd much rather they start spreading them out a little bit because um, it's becoming a little bit packed. <laughs> um, and then you look at the US list and you're okay. I literally have been saying, like, if Disney don't make some announcements for January in the next week, I will be. It's like they've got to do something because I mean, it's just, well, just feels so light. I mean, they, it was one of the talking points at D23. Yeah. It was one of the talking points. Uh, sorry, not D23, uh, Disney Plus Day. Yeah. Uh, it was one of the talking points at the investor chair call at the end of last year. Obviously, though, these things take time. You know, you can't just start dropping stuff that doesn't exist, despite people you know demanding Mandalorian Season 3 or whatever. Like, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't exist yet, guys. They're still making it. Um, we should see this start to ramp up about halfway through the year. Uh, I'd yeah. expect to start seeing an increase in the number of announcements and increase in the number of shows coming, even if they're not, you know, top tier, they're, they're not mm. like the super amazing ones. They will be more content coming, but
but we still are in that period where, okay, even if Disney recognized it in June 2021, we need to produce more content, it, that's not going to start showing up for a little bit. Now, interesting, uh, today is the first day with Bob Iger no longer at Disney. So he's oh, yeah, now, he, he, he left this week. He's been at Walt Disney World for the last few days. He put up a lovely like you know, tweet about everything, kind of, you know, his great time. So we'll probably be selling his story to Universal or something next week. Um, I'm not joking. Um, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> Um, apparently, um, Barack Obama, the president, um, did actually tell him, don't do anything for six months. Don't do anything for six months. Just get used to it. So he um, did, a, I think, a little interview with CNBC just before Christmas. And he did state at the time that um, he said that they are aware that they need to appeal to a, a broader audience. And Bob Chapek is aware and is dealing with it. And it was kind of quite interesting of Bob Chapek actually saying that because he's generally been the one that kind of liked to keep Disney Plus in this US silo that it was in. And hearing him kind of saying, yeah, we need to approach a bigger audience, a broader audience. And Chapek is, and he was definitely kind of like, going, yeah, he's aware and he's going to deal with it. So bye, everybody. <laughs> I, think, I think though uh, he couldn't avoid talking about it. No. Either uh, Chapek or Iger, they yeah. could not avoid talking about it because the investors have been increasingly. You know, commenting on you're seeing articles popping up on, like the Economist and and uh, the various financial journals going like, Disney Plus needs content. Disney Plus needs content. They can't compete with Netflix or or even Amazon Prime without more content. And they had to address the point. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, they they appear to be burying their heads in the sand. And and all the Economy articles would be like. They don't even know what they need. Sell, sell, sell. Which of course yeah. Disney does not want you to do. Now, because the stock price is taking a bit of a beating, but it's, but that's it. So we're that, that's going to wrap up like the the what's coming up in 2022 line of this one. So we're now going to shift over to our first thoughts on the first episode of Star Wars uh, Book of Boba Fett. So the first episode dropped on Wednesday. What did you think of it? It certainly was an episode. Um, <laughs> it, it was good. It, it was good. I will say that, but I don't know. It, it didn't have that like grabbing hook to it, like the way Mandalorian did, or the or uh, the first season of Clone. Uh, sorry, the final season of Clone Wars had. Um, it really would have been nice to maybe get the second episode and see what see if that kind of yeah. picks things up. I feel like the second episode had it or dropped on the same day might have given that one a bit of a whoop. It's a bit of a funny one because I feel like I don't. There's a lot of there was a lot of discussion about oh they're not promoting it and they're not pushing it and there's no publicity. And I'm like, well, it is out the week between Christmas and New Year, so that severely limits what they can do. Also, it's like they're putting out trailers, they're putting out posters. It's Star Wars, and there's on the lines of press haven't got early copies. Like, will we never get early copies of? Uh, you know, the Star Wars stuff is very secretive, and they, you know, even the Mandalorian, no one really got episodes before, very much before it came out anyway. And so it's like, well, that's kind of standard. And I mean, yeah, the premiere got pushed back a few weeks because of the current situation in Los Angeles with the pandemic. But I was like, well, I don't really, it's like, yeah, over the doing interviews and stuff, but because everyone would have been asking them questions they can't talk about. It's like, well, what was the, you know? There's no point putting them all into interviews if they have to just spend the whole time lying to us, um, or just saying no comment or, or dodging everything because that wouldn't have been any good anyway. It would be better to wait a couple of weeks after New Year and actually start talking about stuff a bit more. Well, um, yeah, 
I would say a good example of that is, of course, Andrew Garfield has been out um, promoting his movie, you know, for the last yeah. several weeks. And yeah. every single interview you saw was like, are you in Spider-Man No Way Home? And he's like, no comment. And you're like, every interview is literally, he can't talk about it. He can't yeah. tell you. He can't, oh, yeah, I'm totally in No Way Home. It's like, why do you keep asking him? This? Yeah. And, and it, this would be the situation that you were talking about with Boba Fett. Hey, what's going on in Boba Fett? I'll tell you. Watch it. You know, that, that, that is literally it. No <laughs> exactly. like, what, what's, the, it. what's the plot of the series? We don't know. We've got no <laughs> idea what the plot is. And I, the first episode's ended. Um, he's a crime lord, which we kind of knew that beforehand. Um, I mean, that, that was that was the ending sequence in The Mandalorian, was him killing Bib, Bib Fortuna and taking over the throne. It's like, that's the plot. Yeah. yeah. Right there. That's the plot. Yeah, I mean, it was a bit of an odd one. I wasn't so sure of the whole flashback stuff because it really kind of leaned in on that. I mean, I like the idea they been using the barrack, the, the tube, to kind of use it as a way of, of it feeling okay because we've not really used to using flashbacks in Star Wars. Yeah, so this is one of those things where right now I'm kind of like, why are you doing this? I'm not particularly interested in this story. Um, I know that online there's been a big discussion on should they show how he got out of the Sarlacc at the end of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I tend to fall in the camp of no, it's better as a mystery, but I, I know some people are very happy they showed it. Well, wasn't that way. interesting? He just burnt his way out and climbed out. And that, that's actually the part of it where I was kind of like, literally all he did was was cut a hole. And, and why didn't someone else do this? They, there were plenty of people with weapons down there. Um, but what I think we're going to find is that that even that short time in the Sarlacc is mm -hmm. what is leading to the current ailment. I think that's what they're setting up. Yeah. And then additionally, that that little kid Tuscan Raider that he, he's kind of bonding with will turn out to be a like a clan chief in the, the modern era. But what I'm really hoping is that that is not all that this storyline is setting up. I hope that there is something more to this other than him building a bond with a character who will probably be important in the last episode. Well, I was half expecting him to like reveal the Tuscan Raiders to be like um, rebels or something, kind of um, a group of humans or something underneath kind of thing, and they're actually just pretending to be Tuscan Raiders kind of thing to hide kind of thing. Um, it would actually be kind of funny. It's just the way that they were looking. They, they weren't acting like barbarians the same way that you're kind of used to seeing them. Yeah, I mean, they started to build that a little in The Mandalorian. Um, I think they... You know, Mando had a couple interactions with them and that were a bit more peaceable. But yeah, they're trying to humanize them. They try to humanize the the Gamoran guards, yeah. the, the pig face guys. It's like it's a little weird. Plus, you guys are a little taller than I remember you being, uh, which yeah. which was kind of odd. I I'm not sure what they're going with that one yet. Um, yeah, I mean that's but that's that's the refrain for this one is where are they going to go with this? Um, and rather than it being like a super glued to my screen, where are they going? To, I want to see how the mystery unravels. More like, I, I'd like you guys to give me some answers before we keep going. Just, just oh, yeah. not all of them, just a couple. I I enjoyed the episode. I I thought it was good. I, I there was a little bit of a like. It kind of got to the end. They went. Eh, it could have been better. It didn't cat didn't hook me. I'll be back next week because I'm I'm with I kind of think you guys are just like you know you know you got me that's fine. Um, I think the trouble is with Boba Fett for me is is I grew up with a bunch of action figures. I mean I had a massive box full. I had the Slave One ship, and I had a Boba Fett action figure. And the problem is is that we didn't know anything about him, and so obviously he's surrounded in mystery, and he's forever been surrounded in. And they've over the last 
20 years they've just been chipping 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 away at what was him and now it's along the lines of it's like okay he's boba fett but he's not is he it's like this is not the boba fett you remember uh yeah that's the heart of the issue right there i think for this and then i also also link it back to the solo movie um mm. not for boba fett but just in thematically because he was such a mysterious character back in the day we only had his appearance mm. in the empire strikes back the holiday special if you were fortunate or unfortunate mm. enough to have watched that um and return of the jedi that's all we had of boba fett and so your mind could construct any story you wanted out of it why did vader respect him what was mm. the no disintegrations line you know things like that you can construct your own story and giving an official answer how did he get out of the sarlacc pit giving an official answer kind of actually mm. takes away from the character rather than adding to it and and that's that's the problem uh and it's bigger than the series this is actually a systemic problem at lucasfilms or disney right now so much of their star wars media is dedicated to let's fill in this tiny little plot hole that you really didn't need to worry about no. let's let's explain the backstory of this tiny little detail it's like no this is what made the mandalorian good was its own story we're not concerned mm -hmm. about explaining why boba fett is alive in that now season two kind of mm. mixed it up and brought stuff in and integrated it but the original appeal of Mandalorian is just it's a story taking place in mm. Star Wars that's it yeah Boba I was Fett say, is, yeah Boba Fett is now going into that area of we're explaining things that probably shouldn't be explained I was almost like kind of thing like do we need to know it does it make any difference and know. the answer so far is no no the only there was another scene that really like jarred with me was the Parkwa um yeah the parkour I, I oh, don't like that scene. it was just like it didn't look very good um because the, the scenery just didn't match up with it but it's like why are we doing this like oh it's like, it was just like oh, this it's like trendy 101 just like let's put this in i, I was just like ah, uh, okay i understood what in some ways why they do it but don't make all of them do it you know it was just, it it just feels like something they've been chucking into every like action hero and it, it gets just gets a little bit like I don't know. It, that I, was the one bit I was like, maybe if they kept cut it shorter so, or a bit more normal with a little bit of it, rather than it becoming a full-blown, you've got two minutes to fill here of running around and jumping on things. I appreciated what they tried with it. It was something different. It's not something yeah. you've really seen in Star Wars. We don't have that parkour style fight uh, in Star Wars up to this point. So I'm glad they're trying some new stuff. That That's important. You can't just keep redoing the same tropes over and over again. That said, um, it wasn't very visually interesting. Uh, they really needed it to happen in crowds. Obviously, COVID yeah. probably prevented them yeah. from doing that. But they <laughs> just re reminded me of Aladdin. <laughs> yeah, but, but the thing is, with Aladdin, when he's running through the streets, the streets are populated. Yeah. Even on the even on the rooftop, there would be people like hanging laundry or something. This was literally like two minutes of just Fennec and these two ninja dudes um, doing very obviously choreographed parkour moves on empty rooftops, and that. And that was a problem because you're just kind of sitting there like what is this this is weird and it and it's oddly disconnected again because there's nobody else there in what is otherwise supposed to be a very populated very dense city and and again i recognize that's a covid restriction they could not have just a whole bunch of people milling around because uh, it would probably been too dangerous but they needed to frame this differently the, this entire sequence is just a misfire and what did you think of the mortal combat and big monster in it I, I actually liked that they had a different monster, that it wasn't just yeah. a Rancor or another yeah. crate Dragon or something like that, but it was kind of like, 
this design's weird. And then it turned into like an insect centaur for part of it. And it's like, I, it, it served the plot purposes, you know, uh, to have Boba bonding with the kid and also to get rid of that random Rodian who was there for no apparent reason. Um, it was an interesting design, at least. I'm not sure the practicality of it. but okay. Yeah, the thing is, did you ever play um, Mortal Kombat? Oh, yeah, back in the day, yeah. I played like two and three. Yeah, because it kind of the main like boss kind of looked like yeah, four. forearms, like and it was just a, it was just a bit like, okay, it's like yeah, I don't know. It was just a it was a strange. There's been a real like weird reaction to it. Look, some people loving it, and I'm going, and a lot of people hating on it. I'm like, well, it's not that bad either. It's like yeah, no, it, this is internet extremes. Um, yeah. Example number five hundred and thirty-two or whatever. It, it it's not a bad show and it it may become a much better episode once we see where these plots mm. are going because that that's the main issue yeah. right now is we are very much in the beginning and and things are being set up so this could become a much better episode in retrospect if these payoffs uh down the road are really satisfying it could I mean, also become a much worse episode if the payoffs are not good well i think that's also that whole thing as well of like obviously the two main leads are much older you know the um you know they're in their fifties and sixties, so they're, they're you know everyone's a bit slow. It's a lot slower than we're used to seeing, maybe from Star Wars, which I don't I don't necessarily have a problem with that because I mean you kind of remember with you know like Obi Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader, whenever the fastest of and and Yoda, you know it's always been quite slow in plodding. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm willing to. I'm kind of like you know I, I think I gave this a four out of five. You know, so I enjoyed it. There was problems with it, but it didn't take away. But I didn't leave thinking oh my god that's the best star wars series of all time yeah i'd it's probably already had one <laughs> i'd go with like 3.5 out of 5 for the yeah, moment i can with, i can see that but with the understanding that yes this is a setup episode um it, it's getting the pieces you know in place for what will be future plots obviously that um twi'lek uh ambassador dude the setting up a very important yes, plot where yeah. with um him coming into conflict with uh, whatever his type of mayor or, or whoever. Well, it's, it's a bit of a funny one, really, because it's the whole thing of him wanting to play respect, and of course, none of them are giving him respect. So he's now going to have to take the respect or make them earn it. Going, oh yeah, you know, you need to give me something. No, you bring me something. Yeah, I'm letting uh, you and, go. Well, well, you know, they'll be visiting. Like, yeah, now I need to. But know. those were the best parts of the episode. Yeah. Also, and and him going to um, the club. We'll just call it yeah. the club. Um, and and getting tribute from uh from the headmistress yeah. you know almost no questions asked just like, yeah you're in charge uh yeah. can we can I take your helmet real fast oh yeah look some credits fell into this is your how helmet, it works. You know? <laughs> yeah but also you know little bits of of um world building in that too where she's like oh i i you didn't come on this giant like uh palaquin carried by 50 droids i didn't realize you were someone important let me fix that and it and it it was a very, very quick and easy way of showing how he's different from the old boss and how people are expecting things mm -hmm. to go versus how he wants things to go. I thought that was a great sequence. Mm -hmm. that, that entire set was good. And I hope if they do more stuff like that going forward, we can really get into like the political underground of what's going on yeah. here. I also feel like we're in that stage, and I think Star Wars did it, and Marvel kind of got into that situation of this kind of like, and 
uh, is that thing of looking out for this special appearance in every episode. It's like we don't want it in every episode because then it doesn't mean everything. If there's always somebody from a ter- popping, you know, hello, <laughs> you know, it's like you know, you know, I think people are expecting that as kind of like the as the thing that kind of keeps building. It's like yeah, but that's not sustainable because eventually you're going to run out of stuff. But also, yeah. And this is the thing we were talking about, like with Bad Batch as well. You know, it it felt like it wasn't a Bad Batch show. It felt like it was a series of cameos. And oh, do you remember this character? Do you remember that character? Mandalorian season two had this to extent, but I think they blended it in much better, where it made the characters they brought in made sense thematically yeah. with what was going on. And yeah, uh, they're on Tatooine in Boba Fett. There will obviously be callbacks to both A New Hope and Return of the Jedi, um, and potentially also some of the prequels too, because those were on Tatooine. Um, but it can't be overwhelmed by them. They've got to be little nods. They've got to be in the background. They can't do like the, oh, hey, do you remember this character? We're going to we're gonna hold frame on him for like four seconds just so you can well, remember. But they didn't funny, do that. So that's well, it's funny you say that because there was, I've, there was some clickbait article I saw of going, this classic character returned in the book of Boba Fett. And it's like the... the the, I think the uh, the elephant uh, piano man was the like. Well, you're really stretching at this point. <laughs> yeah, no, I I didn't recognize. That. I was like, oh, that, that's the Max Rebo well, man. But, but then to but, me, it's like pulling in um, from Return of the Jedi makes the most sense because I mean, right. we're only talking maybe what was it three to five years yeah, after not, around not that time. Um, so it kind of you know, it makes it makes more sense to pull in from that as that being the nostalgia. You know, with the yeah, Jawas right. and stuff and. And it no, would make sense, sense that those characters are still in the same area because he's in the area yeah. that, that Jabba controlled. So the characters who were in Jabba's palace, at least most of them, would feasibly still be there. So that makes sense. Yeah. That that like with Mandalorian season two, it fits. It it makes sense. It's not like, oh, um, yeah, Darth Vader showed up. Well, why is Darth Vader here? And ignoring, yeah. of course, that yeah. Darth Vader's dead at this point. It's like, well, uh, Darth Vader's Force Ghost is over here. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. Why? Yeah. They, yeah. These make sense. Max Rebo, yeah. maybe they they held on it maybe a little too long, but at the same time, like okay, yeah, that's a good callback. That worked. Mm. Yeah, but generally as a host, nice solid episode. So we'll obviously talk about next week's one where our next week's um podcast. So this one pretty much wraps up again. Another um a bundle. It's kind of one of those things of you know we're going through all of the 2022 lists. There's, just, there's so much of it. So we'll be back next week with another episode. Again, you can subscribe to us on audio platforms. You can find us on YouTube, etc., where you can watch us. You can also take part in our weekly Q and A by becoming a Patreon and a YouTube channel member. That helps everything keep moving. And on that note, guys, thank you very much for joining us. Hope you've all had a fantastic um, new year, and we shall see you next week. Later. Welcome to 2022. Yes. Please be better. Yeah, please. I'd like to thank all of our Patreon and YouTube channel members for their support. You can become a member from as little as $2 a month and you get access to our weekly Q&A and much more.